Good morning. Good morning. Oh, noisy little fella, isn't it? Oh, it's good to see everybody here this morning. It's a pretty day out. I checked the weather this morning and said it's 28 degrees, feels like 17. 20 minutes later when we got in the car, it was 35. I'm not sure what it is now, but we're going to have a nice day, it looks like. Oh, let's see. We are still preacherless this morning, for those of you who are listening out on uh, on the etherick. Ether- uh, Mitch is uh, still fighting the last last dregs of COVID, I guess. But, uh, he's, uh, he is feeling better, and I uh, hope he's back in the saddle next week. We're celebrating, of course, uh, Washington's birthday, and uh, have celebrated Lincoln's birthday, and they combine them all into President's Day, which will be tomorrow. So we do have a little patriotic theme to our music this morning. And I believe that's about all the announcements. Oh, no, it's not either. Mary's class will start at 5 o'clock this evening. The handwriting on the wall, how do you weigh in God's eyes? So we want to be sure and, uh, and catch that. Let's uh, let's stand. What? Okay, if you have a birthday stand. Are there any birthdays this week? None. What did I do this for? We don't have any, John. What about anniversaries? No anniversaries. All right, then. Now we will stand and open with the hymn, Showers of Blessings. There shall be showers of blessing This is the promise of God There will be seasons refreshing Sent from the Savior
69 I need thee every hour like to ask Wayne Morris now to lead us in prayer.
Be with us throughout the rest of this service with our songs of praise and our message. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is number 262, My Jesus, I Love Thee. John Klimek has our meditation this morning.
Enough. A professor was lecturing from Paul's letter, 1 Thessalonians, in which the apostle is teaching about the return of Christ. The professor read verse 16 in chapter 4. The Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and a trumpet call of God. Immediately, Immediately, a student's hand went up. Yes, said the professor. What is your question? The man who raised his hand hesitated for a moment and then asked softly, What will the Lord shout? The professor didn't know what to say. Who would? Yet the students in in that classroom seemed to demand some kind of answer. What will the Lord shout when he returns as Lord of Lords and King of Kings? I don't know, the professor admitted. Then he looked down around, around the room, pausing to look at each student, and asked, What do you think he will shout? The student's voice came from the back. I think he will shout, Enough. That's a good answer. Enough violence, enough sickness and pandemics, enough tears, enough suffering, enough hatred. It is a time we all look forward to. Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians verse 11 that the Lord's Supper looks forward to that time as he says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you will proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. His words remind us that we look not only to the past with thanksgiving, but to the future with hope. As we partake, we look to the future when he will return and all will be well. To be sure, in the meantime, Even now, to some extent, we can experience the wholeness and peace that he has promised. But we know that all will not be realized until the final shout is heard. Paul's words invite us to look forward to that day. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for the grace that through your Son, Jesus Christ, you established this supper in which we are about to receive. By your Holy Spirit, help us to use this gift worthily, to confess and forsake our sins, to confidently believe that we are forgiven through Christ, and to grow in faith and love day by day until we come to last, at last to enjoy to the joy of eternal salvation through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. It has been said that uh, prayer is asking the Lord for his favor. Meditation is waiting for his answer. Let's spend a few moments in meditation.
when Jesus and his disciples were gathered around the table for the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and blessed it, broke it, passed it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. And after they had eaten, he took the cup and giving thanks, passed it to them, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings Sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore, number 570. Let's all sing. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can Thank you. 
You may be seated. And we'll call on Brother John Clemick for our uh, special this morning. This song I heard on the radio, and uh, from the first time I heard it, it, was, it really touched me. And uh, So I'm going to do that song one day. Well, that day is today. It's uh, Scars in Heaven by Casting Crowns. If I'd only known the last time would be the last time. I would have put off all the things I had to do. I would have stayed a little longer, held on a little tighter. Now what I'd give for one more day with you. Cause there's a wound here in my heart where something's missing. And they tell me that it's gonna heal with time. But I know you're in a place where all your wounds have been erased and knowing yours are healed is healing mine. The only scars in heaven won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken. And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down Are the only scars in heaven Are on the hands that hold you now I know the road you walked was anything but easy you picked up your share of scars along the way. Oh, but now you're standing in the sun. You fought your fight and your race is run. The pain is all a million miles away. The only scars in heaven, they won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down Are the only scars in heaven Are on the hands that hold you now Alleluia, 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 for the hands that hold you now. There's not a day goes by that I don't see you. You live on in all the better parts of me Until I'm standing with you in the sun I'll fight this fight and the race I'll run Until I finally see what you can see 
the only scars in heaven. They won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken. And all the old will be made new. And the thought that makes me smile now, even as the tears fall down, are the only scars in heaven. Mm-hmm. Are on the hands that hold you now. Thank you, Jesus. that song. I hope everybody listened to the words to that. It, it has a wonderful meaning to it. Bear with me. I may be a little nervous this morning. I had to get Polly to give me a bottle of water. <laughs> so. I promise you it won't be long, but uh, I heard a little saying one time, a minister used to put a piece of candy in his mouth and he knew when it was getting real small it's time to wrap up well one one Sunday he was just a preaching and preaching and he couldn't understand why uh, that candy wasn't getting any smaller so finally he just decided to take it out and it happened to be a button entitled <laughs> <laughs> the, the message this morning is the three P's if you have your Bibles turn with me to John the 14th chapter Verses 15 through 27. It says, If you love me and you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. I will leave you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. But before long the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whosoever has my commands and obeys them, is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscarlet, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teachings. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teachings. And these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this time I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. We're going to look at the three P's this morning. The promise of the Spirit, the presence of the Son, and the purpose of the Spirit. In the Gospel, the Apostle John often focused on a central theme for the entire chapters, of chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17. The predominant note in John 14 is comfort, and the setting is the night in which Jesus was betrayed. And after this installating the Lord's Supper in the upper room, Jesus and his disciples, except Judas, they set out for the Garden of Gethsemane. Throughout the three, the three years of his ministry with, and being, being with his disciples, Jesus had to continue to reveal more about himself. And on, on that night, he had just told them no one could come to the Father but by him in John fourteen six, And then he added, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father in verse 9 in the 14th chapter. In this setting, the master offered comfort and hope by, by promising them that the Holy Spirit would be with them when he went away. The first thing we want to look at is the promise of the Spirit in verses 15 through 17. It says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. And the Spirit of the truth the world cannot accept him because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be sent in you. Love for Jesus isn't just a moment of emotion, rather it is a committed life of faithful service to him. William Hendricks phrased this in the words of Jesus like this, if with love that is both intelligent and purposeful, you love me, you will accept, obey, and stand guard over the rules which I have uh, laid down for the regulation of your in inner attitudes and outer conduct. To those who keep his commandments, the Lord will provide another advocate to help and he and be will them for it will be with them forever. He offers divine aid and fellowship of the Holy Spirit as another companion in his place. This was proof of his love for the disciples, even though it was more proof of his love for, uh, than they could understand. When Christ is comforting them, he bids them keep his commandments. For we must not accept comfort, but commands. For we must not accept comfort, but, but in the way of duty. I'm going to knock stuff off here. <laughs> You'll have to rearrange it, Bob. <laughs> When they were in care, they should do now their, what their master, because their master was leaving them. 
he said, keep his commandments. And when they were showing their love to Christ by their grieving to think of his departure and the sorrow which uh, filled their hearts, he promised this great and unspeakable blessings to them in verses 16 through 17. This comforted is the spirit of truth whom you know. They might think it impossible to have a uh, comforter who is the son of God. The comforter promised in the, is the spirit who should do his work in a spiritual way and a manner inwardly and invisibly by working on man's spirit. It says he is the spirit of truth. He will be true to you with honesty and knowledge. He will enlighten you. He will teach you the truth. He is the one whom the world cannot receive, but you know him and therefore abideth with you. He is with us every day in our lives. Therefore, men cannot receive the spirit of the truth because they see him not. And neither do they know him. Christ had dwelt with them and by their acquaintance with him, they could not know the spirit of truth. They had themselves been endured with the spirit in some measure. What enabled them to leave all to follow Christ and to continue with him in his temptation? What enabled them to preach the gospel? And work miracles, but the spirit dwelling in them. Those that know him know how to value him, invite him in, and welcome him in our lives. Let's look at the presence of the Son in verses 18 through 24. It's, it says that I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but will see me. Because I live, you also shall live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and are in, you are in me, and I am in you. Whosoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teachings. My Father will love him, and, will, and we will welcome to him to make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teachings. And these words you hear are not my, my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. The presence of the Son. All of our hope is in Jesus Christ. We have nothing to fear. He promised, I would not leave you as orphans. I will come to you because I live in you who, who, will, live the, or who will live this in our guarantee to eternal life. He is the guarantee of the better comforter. 
or covenant. He promised that he would continue his care for them. He told his disciples that he would be with them. He would always be with them. I come speedily to you at my resurrection. I will not be long away, but I will be with you again in a little while. I will be coming daily to you in my spirit in token of his love and the visits of his grace. I will come certainly at the, at the end of time. Surely I will come quickly to introduce you to the joy of your Lord. But you see me and shall continue to see me when, uh, when, they, when they saw the Lord, they saw him with an eye of faith after they saw him, which they saw him sitting at God's right hand, the Lord of all. There's, therefore, you shall uh, live also. You know, the life of Christians is bound or up in the, in the life of Christ. As sure as long as we live, those that by faith are united to him shall live also, and they shall have spiritually a divine life in communion with God. A union with Christ is the life of believers and his and their relationship to him our relationship to Christ the knowledge of this union is their unspeakable joy and satisfaction they now and they were now in Christ and he in them in verse 21 he promises that he would love them and we have that promise today he loves us he loves us every day. As we love our wife, our family, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, as we show our love for them, he shows his love for us. We could not love God. If we could not love God, he did not, he, because he first loved us. He loved us. God gave his son to die for us. Because he loved us. And we as Christians ought to be willing to give our life for him. <clears throat> he loves them. He loves us. And we shall have Christ live in our love. God is love. Christ, nothing appears more glorious than this, love, this that he loves us. It talks about Judas here. It's not Judas Iscariot, the one that betrayed Christ. It's Judas, the, the brother of James. Uh, you know, back then, Judas was a famous name. Two of Christ's disciples were that name. One of them was a traitor. And the other one was a brother of James. There was a good man and there was a bad man called by the same name. I'm sure we can find in this world today people by, by the name of Mike. There's probably good people and there's probably bad people. Just like there was back then with the name of Judas. Let's look at the spirit or the purpose of the spirit this morning. In verses 25 through 27. 
And this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything. I have said to you, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. For three years, Jesus had carefully taught his chosen disciples. Still they, couldn't, still they would need help in remembering and applying and teaching all that, they had, well, all that he had said. There's times now I can't uh, remember what happened yesterday. Or I can't remember maybe what happened an hour ago. Sometimes Polly tells me, don't you remember this? No. <laughs> but the disciples needed help to remember, to apply his teachings. I can't remember everything that I read in the, in the Bible, but I go back and read it again and again. The Lord reassured them that by saying that, in, or told, told them that by in verse 26. What a promise. The wisest person cannot remember everything that has been said or heard in one day. Who could remember every detail of all Jesus said that over a period of three years? Only one person inhabited by the Holy Spirit. Two things Christ uh, tells us here comforts he comforts his disciples that they should be under the the uh, tuition of his spirit and the reflection Christ would have them make upon the re instructions that he had given them and these things have I spoken unto you we have we have instructions today we have obligations we have duties and referring to all good lessons he taught them the encouragement given to them to expect another teacher and that Christ would find out a way of speaking to them after his departure from them as he told them there in verse 26. He had told them before that, he would, that the Father would give them this other comforter that told us there in verse 26 or verse 16. Two things here he tells them further concerning and sending the Holy Spirit. And on, on whose account he should be sent. The Father will send him in my name. That is for my sake and my special interest and request. As my agent, as my representative. What we learn on what we learn, he should be sent. Two things he shall do. He shall teach you all things as a spirit of wisdom and a revelation. Christ was a teacher to his disciples. We as Christians, are or we are teachers in this world. We need to teach those that are lost about Jesus Christ. Uh, the why the Spirit will teach them. He will bring all things to your remembrance and what 
So whether I have said unto you that they should be under the influence of his peace in verse 27. You know, when Christ was about to leave the world, he made his will. I'm sure most of us today have wills. His soul, he committed to his father. His body was committed to Joseph. His clothes fell to the soldiers. His mother left to the care of John. His disciples, his peace. I leave you, but I leave my peace with you. He didn't do this in anger, but he did it in love. For he, for this was his farewell. He was telling them he was leaving. He was departing from them. The world's gifts concern only the body. Christ's gifts enriches the soul in eternity. The world gives lying vanities, and that which Christ, that which will and that which will uh, cheat us. Christ gives us substantial blessings. He gives us blessings every day in our life. And we need to thank him for these blessings. Yes, Christ gives us substantial blessings which will never fail us. The world gives and the world takes away. Christ gives a good part what shall never be taken away from us. By preceding our love, it breathes in us the eager desire to keep Christ's precepts. Then by following our love, it rewards us for keeping them. Nothing could, could ever be more glorious than such an arrangement. Because his disciples, or because the disciples were inspired by the Spirit. And what they wrote and said about Jesus was always completely accurate. All Christians are certainly not expected to have the infallible inspiration and fully authority to speak for Christ, which were promised to the apostles. However, we ought to claim for our own those promises that were made to all of who loved and obeyed Christ. This morning, I want to leave with you this verse in John fourteen twenty three. And Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teachings. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. If we love him, we'll obey and keep his commandments. Our invitation hymn this morning.
is number 382, I think. Right. 382, glory to his name. Let's stand and sing. If you have a need this morning, a need to accept Christ, a need to place your membership with this congregation, a need for prayer, come forward as we sing. So far, in the way of prayer request, 